0: Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our gospel passage for this week comes from John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, and that through believing you may have life in his name. Here ends our gospel lesson. Please be seated. Uh, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You can just imagine it, right? The disciples coming up to Thomas and telling (coughs) uh, him the story about Jesus appearing to them. The first disciple was probably like, Thomas, you got to believe it, man. I'm telling you. On Sunday night, we're hanging out, trying to lay low. You know, stay out of sight and everything. We had the doors locked, and the one window on the place was shut. Then, bam, Jesus just showed up in the middle of the room. Can you believe it? Then, I kid you not, he said, Peace be with you and showed us the marks in his hands and the spear hole in his side. Then I'm sure another disciple spoke up and said, Yeah, yeah. Then he said, Peace be with you again. And he said he was sending us out in the name of the Father, giving us the power to forgive sins or not. Then I'm sure another disciple chimed in and said, Yeah, yeah. And then it was real powerful. He breathed on us and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And it was like the Spirit of God was in his very breath. Cool, right? It's not hard to imagine the wheels spinning in Thomas' head as they were saying all of this. Jesus, alive? Walking through walls? Really, guys? He's dead. Just let him be dead. You can imagine Thomas saying back to them, Yeah, guys, you've been hanging out with those Egyptian druggies again? Been hailing the fumes with the Greek oracles? Peter, you've been hanging out with people who get drunk before nine in the morning? Says elsewhere, sure sounds like you have been. Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in them and the hole in his side, I will not believe. The nature of Thomas's doubt seems to have been hardly doubt at all, but mere trust in his experience of the world that dead people do not get up and walk around, and they especially do not get up and walk through walls. He gets a bad rap through history, known for all this time as Doubting Thomas. But when you really look at this story and what the other disciples were telling him, it does not seem like he was so off base. Perhaps we should re- rename him Reasonable Thomas, or Common Sense Thomas, or Not-So-Crazy Thomas, due to the fact that he did not get carried away in a story that completely defies the laws of physics and what we know of life and death. What's more, Thomas was being reasonable in his grief, Jesus, the rabbi teacher that he had been following around for the last three years, was dead. And as one of his disciples, Thomas was considered an enemy of the state. He had given up everything to follow Jesus. They had traveled hundreds if not thousands of miles together on foot. And Thomas had followed Jesus from town to town, valley to mountaintop dry land to stormy sea, and had desired to do so. He had heard Jesus awe the masses with his teaching, saw him stare down religious antagonists, and was present when Jesus healed the sick, the blind, and paralytics. He had even seen him, and was there when he went toe-to-toe with the devil himself, and all his hordes when he cast out demons. But now this man was dead. He was gone. And with him, the entire purpose on which Thomas had staked his very life, or so it seemed. His grief could have been nothing short of overwhelming. But he had to figure out how to move on, regardless of whatever else he might have wanted. So, when the other disciples came to him excitedly telling him this crazy story about Jesus being alive and just showing up in the middle of locked rooms, his desire for evidence of Jesus' resurrection was not only reasonable, it was healthy. (coughs) He maybe even thought that it would help the other disciples too. They seem pretty committed to this outrageous story, so perhaps he could help them let go. Let go and move on by giving them an impossible challenge. Unless I see and touch him myself, I will not believe that he is risen. It is always a little rough when a friend lays things out straight. But sometimes it's good, too. In a way, Thomas was doing this for, his dis- for the other disciples. He was telling them, this needs to be more than just a story. Because the story is not good enough. Fortunately for him and for us, it is indeed more than just a story. That very next Sunday, they were gathered uh, together again in the same place with the doors just as locked as they were before when Jesus showed up. And he showed up again. There it was. He just showed up. Poof. Just like the first time, which was so difficult for reasonable Thomas to believe without having been there, Jesus was present with them once more just as when he appeared before, he said, Peace be with you. But this time he cut to the chase with Thomas. Notice, Jesus was not around when Thomas said that he needed to see and touch to believe. Jesus was not overhearing anything or eavesdropping, at least as we know from Scripture. This was only the second time not including the encounter Mary had with Jesus, that their Lord appeared among them. And during the week in between is when Thomas expressed his doubts about their story. It is mysterious and mystifying that Jesus would know what they talked about. But he did. So he said to Thomas right away, Put your finger here and see my hands reach out your hand and put it in my side do not doubt but believe he knew what was in thomas's mind and heart without even asking he did not need to hang around all week to need to know what thomas was desiring deep within in response to this thomas just shouted out my lord and my god After all that, Thomas did not even put his hands in Jesus' wounds. He did not touch his teacher like he said he must have. He believed anyway, just by seeing Jesus. But apparently he did not really need to do what he said he did. It's kind of a funny turn of events at the end of the story. But apparently seeing Jesus alive again, Was enough. The disciples' story proved to be true after all. Jesus was alive and he did show up among them through shut doors, just like they had said. Thomas knew now for sure because Jesus did it again. I believe that this story is put in here, in the Gospel of John, almost exclusively for our benefit, for those of us who follow long after the story took place. You see, Thomas gives us a place in the story. I imagine most, if not all of you, have at one point or another thought about the Christian story and just, just thought to yourself, really? Sure." You know the value and worth of what we preach and teach and who we are as a church and all that. But there are some parts of, our, of the story of our faith which just make you scratch your head and say, Did that really happen? I'm not sure. Just like Thomas, these thoughts do not come into your mind because you are especially skeptical or anything. You do not have to be a conspiracy theorist, like somebody who does not believe in the moon landing, or that Lee Harvey Oswald shot Kennedy, or anything like that, to have some valid uh, concerns about the details in our story. But Thomas shows us that these valid concerns were there right from the very beginning. He shows us that the disciples were not especially gullible Or prone to just make stuff up and run with them. Thomas shows us that from the very first moment possible, people have been doubting or finding it at least hard to believe in the resurrection of our Lord and his presence among us. From the very first time, the story of Christ's resurrection was told to somebody who did not witness it directly. The response was, Unless I see and touch him, I will not believe. Christ did show up then, just as Christ promises to show up in each and every one of our lives, and especially in our Sunday gatherings for worship. Notice, the first time the disciples encountered the risen Christ was when they were gathered as a community on a Sunday. Sound familiar? It should. This is why church is still on Sundays. But he did not show up on a Sunday just once. He came back the very next week amidst the Christian disciples who were gathered together on the same day, Sunday. Jesus could have come back on a Monday or Wednesday or any other day, really. You come back on Friday, Freya Day. <laughs> Friday's named after Freya, if you didn't know that. <clears throat> when they were gathered on Sunday, Christ showed up among them despite any walls and locked doors in his way. Christ knew from the beginning that it would be hard for people to commit to faith in his resurrection without seeing it firsthand. But he did not chastise us for it. Instead, he blessed us for it. That's right. He blessed us because of our struggle to believe. His words back to Thomas were, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. We are blessed here today when we come to believe in our resurrected Lord whom we have not seen. We are blessed when we faithfully gather in the name of the risen one because even though we can't see him he just shows up out of nowhere on Sundays and makes his home among us here among his disciples. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.